0: I never considered myself a salesman. I still don't, if I'm being honest. But let me tell you, once I got the hang of these toys, and the soon realized overwhelming need for Disney in the average American household, they just kept selling. In a recession, no less. To think, this had to have been the time where people were financially at their lowest. And yet, I suppose the needs still had to be fulfilled. Whether it be for individuals, their kids, relatives, or or whoever, people looked upon my inventory with awe. As stated previously, these were items that even the most dedicated Disney fans had never before seen. It was admittedly kind of sad just how easily people thought how rare or unique they were. When in actuality, all I'd have to do was return back to our monthly conferences to get more. On the off chance someone would inquire further about these toys, I'd do my best to tell them more. Probably more in-depth than the average person pitching a pyramid scheme, sure, but, you know, I wasn't about to sell them a dream outright. And on the off chance someone expressed even more interest, I would uh, recruit them, you know. This repeated for about four months each time garnering a fair amount of praise from both my colleagues and my uplink, the previous guy who recruited me, alike. Things were going well. Really well, actually. It was the first time in my life in a long time where I could safely say that I had a fair amount of disposable income. And despite recruits being interested, even some to the point of joining, I made the majority of my percentages through my actual sales. Kind of uncommon, I'm aware. Uh, Pyramid schemes and MLMs are typically a cash grab for strictly recruiting others. If you didn't know, the reason why MLMs seemingly have to have a product is because, federally, as a business, they have to showcase that there is something tangibly transactional alongside recruiting people. That, and the millions of dollars in corporate payouts and lawsuits, but You know, I suppose that's neither here nor there. It seemed to fit Disney's underlying model anyway. The individuals who I recruited quickly began showing up to be a part of the team. Conferences were held, the room generally fluctuated from time to time from people who either found success in it or who decided quickly that it wasn't for them. Both my upline and I kept in constant contact from then on, even going out on occasion. Who would have thought, right? You know, we'd discuss business, be on our way, and then continue on doing our selling. I rode the fairly limited social media-slash-early-internet wave in assisting with my sales. Until pretty soon. The next conference announced my name among those receiving Special Recognition, and... I couldn't believe it. I felt tears began to flow. They'll quickly suppress them in meeting the representatives on stage. Still, I'm not too sure if they wanted me to give a few words of encouragement back down the ladder to those once-in-my-shoes, but I didn't exactly have a lot of time to process it either, for two more representatives came out from behind the stage curtain, black-suited, and carrying a coat hanger back. Inside, a sparkling, sapphire-blue suit. The front name, a golden ticket, sat adorned with my name on it. Michael, for all of your dedicated work that you have since placed within the Disney Corporation, it would be our honor to present you with your first chairman position. Congratulations, and welcome aboard! A rush of applause, a flustered face, my upline from the sidelines smiled and applauded right with them. Those same confident rows of teeth beaming directly at me, now with an audience to match. I noticed a couple of my downlines, who I had actually managed to establish real connections with, sat and stared, both parts proud and envious. The crowd looked smaller, though only slightly. It was just enough for me to notice. Though, with that, the conference came to a close. With my new suit in hand, I made my way to the parking lot. A couple of my downlines followed to me personally, congratulating me on a job well done. Friendly poking and prodding me for my tips and tricks, though I really couldn't think of much to say. It all came so naturally that it was difficult to formulate it in a way for others to digest, and luckily I didn't have to. My upline came up from behind them through the crowd, shaking everyone's hands. Leaving me for last. (laughs) You son of a bitch. Next thing you know, you're going to be up there giving the conference, huh? (laughs) I... Yeah. (laughs) I suppose so, man. I can't believe it. Really. (laughs) Nonsense, man. Look at you. A natural. In his element. Making more money than you ever thought would be possible. That's what I'm talking about. My downlines laughed, though we quickly spoke again, cutting them off. "'I'm actually glad I caught you before you left, though. "'There was something that I wanted to speak with you about.' He turned to everyone else. "Uh, "'Sorry, everyone. Mind if we speak in private? "'Don't worry, I'm sure he'll have some great insight for you guys next month. "'All right?' They all spoke simultaneously, humorously leaving reluctantly. We both waved goodbye to them as they got in their individual cars and left." The two of us stood alone in the parking lot. Walk with me, would you? Oh, and uh, bring your suit. Without question, I did. We both made our way to his car, located just a few spots over from mine. A quick push of a button from his pocket unlocked it, and he retrieved a dry cleaning bag from his trunk. In it contained a fabric of shiny red. There really aren't any bathrooms nearby, but uh, go ahead and change, man. I've got something to show you. Don't worry, <laughs> I won't look. Matter of fact, I'll go over on the other side and change too. Change, I thought. But without another word, he made his way adjacent to me, plastic and clothes strewing over the head of the car, obstructed from my field of view. Tearing open my own bag, my hands ran along the fabric. A soft yet firm material in a radiant color that I wouldn't have dared worn anywhere else. A pair of dress pants, tie, and pocket square matched. Luckily for me, my dress shoes I came in sufficed. How's it fit, man? Pretty well, actually. How'd they manage to get my size to the tee? A short chuckle came from him as he finished zipping up his pants. (laughs) I actually wondered the same thing, but I just kind of went with it, you know? He emerged sporting a dazzling ruby-red suit, similar in appearance to my own, indicating my suspicion that, just like me, he served as a chairman. The second chairman, to be specific. Being a greenhorn meant, ironically, wearing blue, in my case. Red followed suit, and then black. I know, I know, probably not what you were expecting, right? I figured I'd tell you on some off-chance we went out for drinks, but I wanted to wait until today to let you in on the surprise. So welcome to the Big Leagues. Excuse me. Alright, uh, well, you got everything? Blue looks great on you, by the way. You won't be able to get in where we're going without some color on you. (laughs) A quick cough escaped him, and that was followed by me asking, where are we going? Exactly. I looked at my watch. Oh, just back inside. It'll be quick, I promise. I just need to show you something now that the ceremony's over. We walked and talked. Well, wouldn't I be doing the same job doing now, selling toys? He chuckled once more. That's a part of it, of course, as well as recruiting new people. That'll always be a goal here. But now that you're a chairman, you'll actually be getting a third leg of responsibility. Great. I began thinking to myself, rolling my eyes. And he must have been able to tell how apprehensively I was taking this news, because he quickly reassured me. Don't worry, it's literally nothing you haven't done before. Matter of fact, it's more in touch with what you do for work. A quick question, you still work in IT, right? I nodded. Great. This will be a great fit for you, then. Hell, you may even find yourself quitting your other position. Let's just see how it goes first, I stated, as we both made our way into the building's elevator. He took out a key with the familiar mouse shape and slid it into a slot. A button shot out from the seemingly solid stainless steel, prompting him to press it. Down we rode, floor after floor of much of the same, a quaint jingle rang throughout the box. A majority of our time was spent staring off into opposite directions. the occasional cough escaping either one of us. This place far down? We should be nearly there. This elevator usually takes a bit. Another round of silence. I piped up another question. So It. hmm. What is it they need me to do again? He stood in silence still motionless. I thought he couldn't hear me, so I asked again. Huh? Oh, uh, sorry, what was that? A flustered look could be seen visible across his face. I asked him what was wrong, and after several seconds, he finally asked. Michael, how many downlines did you end up having? Confused, I answered him. In total, I had managed to recruit a good 11 people outside of directly selling. He nodded. And how many of those individuals did you see today at both the ceremony and when they greeted you outside at your car? I struggled with an answer. It's not like I was actively keeping track of them, them both being grown adults as well as not being prepared for this type of question entirely. Mustering up a response, I estimated that there were about five of my downlines sitting in the audience as I was awarded, and about three that came out to my car to see me off. He nodded again, though a rationalization was simple on my end. I mean, they probably just went home, or maybe this wasn't for them anymore. What are you getting at? He paused for another second. The elevator dinged, signaling our stop, and both doors opened to a long hallway situating two revolving doors at the end. I understand why you may think that, Michael. MLMs aren't for everyone. They aren't even for the majority of people thinking that getting rich fast and easy is a possibility. No. No, they're for people like you and me with sticks up our asses, and with a passion to sell and recruit. Natural-born salespeople. But, well, you're right. Some people aren't cut out for this kind of work. But sometimes, people also think that they can have their cake and eat it, too. We began walking. You see, Michael, as your upline, it's my job to keep tabs on those who are below me and, consequently, the people that are below you. Yes, as you probably already guessed, this follows the standard... pyramid model. No doubt about it. But these other pyramid models, why do you suppose they fail? Well, uh, they're designed to? I answered. Somewhat, yes. But I'm mainly referring to the products that they tout, if any. They're garbage aren't they? Overpriced, overvalued garbage. No sane human being would buy anything out of a Mary Kay catalogue, or put themselves on such a back-ass insurance plan in the likes of ACN or WFG, correct? I nodded hesitantly. But with Disney? Disney ropes people in. It has this magnetic effect on anyone's wallet, and, and for what? The same overpriced, overvalued garbage. The only difference is that we have a theme park to boot, and this sense of magic, I mean... Spoiler, but it's the money that fuels it all. And to all the people at the very bottom wanting a piece of that same exact pie, they're no exception. They think they can make it big in this business, but then... But then they quickly realize that they have zero sales experience, let alone communication skills. They're doomed to fail. They're out of money as is, and in a time like this? How coincidental. So what do you think these individuals do when they're handed a ticket to an opportunity they know is out of their leagues? I didn't answer. It's simple. They take shortcuts. Michael. They sneak through the cracks in cyberspace, thinking that we'd be none the wiser. They take our products, our inventory, and sell them there. On eBay, Amazon, Gumtree, Craigslist, anywhere you could think of that takes the entire thrill, risk, and process out of the equation of selling entirely. These people, I mean, they're not salespeople. They're nothing. And yes, granted, you used a fair amount of social media to advertise, we know, but that's different. You're different. You thought outside the box, and thus... I mean, look where you are now. The hallway seemed to grow larger. The door didn't feel any closer. I need you to understand that just beyond this door is something that you can never come back from. A job that will require you to weed out those who can't hack it in this business something that you'll be rewarded handsomely with of course but something that will require you to have an open mind to accept we stopped in front of the door i caught a glimpse of a putrid smell only for a faint moment so do you accept at this point i could feel a puddle of sweat seeping down my back but I knew that I had come too far to not discover what this was all alluding to. I nodded, and he opened the door gently. inside, inside, well, inside, I knew the truth. Inside I realized that Disney was indeed different than any other MLM I had seen thus far let alone any that I've seen throughout the entirety of my life. Inside, I was fully aware that people who decided that they simply weren't interested or decided that it wasn't for them, didn't leave to go home at the end of the day. No, they ended up here, in piles, lining the walls, operating tables, and in vats of an unknown corrosive liquid. They ended up separate from their own skin, drugged, killed, and and stretched. Stretched over what appeared to be a childlike shape, adorned with eyes, nose, a mouth, the works. The material was a jiggly substance. It reminded me of medical-grade silicone.